I'm Crystal Craven, a singer, a songwriter, and worship leader who's passionate about sharing what God inspires. And this is your weekly devotional. In Matthew 16, right after Peter confesses that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of the living God, Jesus says to him in Matthew 16, 17, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Yet then in the very next section, as Jesus is telling his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things, be killed and raised on the third day, we see a completely different interaction between Peter and Jesus. In Matthew 16, 22 and 23, it says, And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan, you are a hindrance to me, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. So how did Peter go from receiving a response from Jesus of blessing to a rebuke? I mean, simply put, just as Jesus had stated, Peter was setting his mind on the things of man, not God. And it was when Peter was focused on Jesus and who he is that he received a blessing from Jesus. As Peter had lost focus of just the whole spiritual side of things, while Jesus was talking about his pending suffering and death and resurrection, he sowed to his carnal thinking and his speech came forth, and that's when he received the rebuke from Jesus, and was even found to be a hindrance to God. How can we live our life in order to please Jesus and avoid receiving such rebukes and not be hindrances to God himself? In Ephesians, we are clearly told in Ephesians 6.12 that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And this is why we must take up our spiritual armor as it goes on to further say in Ephesians 6 that we may be able to withstand in the evil day and to stand firm. We cannot go throughout our life only seeing and sowing to the temporal and expect to reap blessings in the spiritual. So whether we're taking the time to perceive the spiritual battles raging on around us or not doesn't really make a difference to the fact that they're indeed going on. The only difference is whether we're going to be fighting on the right side and with the proper armor or whether we're being used by the enemy as hindrances to God. If we're taking up the whole armor of God, we're fighting as part of God's army in an effective manner. If we're not, then because of our flesh nature, we're inevitably fighting a spiritual battle in the physical and inevitably we end up helping the enemy's cause. In today's day and age, the physical conflict has been around things such as masks, vaccines, and political affiliation. But those things are not just merely physical. There is a whole spiritual side to it, and a very real battle is being waged between light and darkness. In the physical, it may appear to only be about a pandemic and political agendas, but in the spiritual, it is very much so about isolating the church, 
sowing division amongst the body of Christ, and tarnishing a Christian's witness to reduce the effectiveness of our light in this dark world. Here's a quote by Charles Spurgeon. He said, Consider how precious a soul must be when both God and the devil are after it. We know how precious God deems every human soul because he gave us the entire Bible revealing that he has an immense amount of steadfast love towards us and sharing his foundational plan to redeem us by the blood of Jesus. But have you ever wondered why the devil would be after souls too? Well, the devil wants to hurt God and take his reward in which he paid his own blood to redeem, which is our souls. So Satan's way of doing that is trying to prevent the gospel from being shared, making the church so busy with division or being caught up in the things of man that they aren't storming the gates of hell that Jesus had said would not prevail against his church, and by trying to steal the seeds that are being planted. So we can learn from Peter's success and his failure, but we don't want to miss what we can also glean from Jesus's responses itself. Notice that he blessed and he rebuked. And we know he did all this without sinning and with a kind and compassionate intention. We can't neglect to speak both blessings and rebukes in season as the Holy Spirit gives utterances. Both are necessary. When Jesus had said, get behind me, Satan, you're a hindrance to me. I don't believe he was actually calling Peter Satan. I believe he was speaking beyond the physical, which would have been Peter, to the source of Peter's rebuke, which was from the devil. Jesus didn't try to reason with Peter's rebuke or defend his position of the mission that the father had sent him on. Jesus simply met the rebuke with a rebuke. And although it played out in the physical, it was very much so a spiritual battle. We can take a stand and be bold in Christ without struggling against people. Because if we struggle against people and we get wrapped up in the things of man, we're not only risking turning them away from Christ, but we're wasting our time that would be better spent on the Father's business. So we are to boldly speak truth in love, but to engage in dissension and arguments and all the things pretty much of the world having our eyes on man, it's, it's just not profitable for any of the parties involved. So I encourage you to just spend some time today in prayer and consider what things in your own life you may need to change in order to ensure that you're fighting spiritual battles and not nitpicking and engaging in temporal ones that struggle against flesh and blood, and that flesh and blood being those whom Jesus died to redeem. For blogs, written devotionals, and originally written music, visit crystalcravenmusic.com. And that's Crystal with a K.